This is Tiny Themes Podcast with your host, Amanda Batts. Hey everyone, it's Amanda. Welcome to another week of Tiny Themes Podcast. I am so excited to talk Disneyland today because Disneyland is just the most incredible theme park. We love it so much. Of course, Walt Disney World has a very, very, very special place in my heart, but there's just something amazing about Disneyland. It's just filled with so much heritage and magic and just such a unique vibe. It's absolutely worth checking out and talking about. So I'm gonna be talking Disneyland in today's episode, but before we get into that, I have a couple updates. There were some big ones that were released at Walt Disney World this week, but before I get into that, Star Wars Day, May the 4th, happened since last I spoke with y'all, and it was so fun to see so much Star Wars excitement in everyone's feed on Instagram and to get to look back at a lot of the different Star Wars moments we've had with the kids at the parks and also pre-kids. I have to tell y'all, My dad was more of a Star Trek fan, so growing up, I knew a little bit more about Star Trek than I did Star Wars. However, he introduced us to Star Wars when we were probably like tweens, and I enjoyed watching one of the OG movies. It was great, but I honestly was not super into it until I was working at Disney, and they put me on the Star Wars weekend communication team, and I was like, oh my goodness. I could tell you anything you need to know about Disney characters, Disney classic movies, like all that stuff. But when it came to Star Wars, I just wasn't as knowledgeable. I binge watched the movies with Michael when we were dating and tried to gather every piece of information that I could about these characters. And in my research process, I became a huge Star Wars fan. And now it's so fun to be able to share that with our kids. And our kids, a lot of the movies and things are not really geared towards children. So the experiences that our kids have with Star Wars are really truly the characters in the park and exploring Batuu. So it's really fun to get to just enjoy that experience as a family. Going back to working the Star Wars weekends events, I don't know if y'all remember those from back in the day. They were so much fun. I wish they still had them. It was like Star Wars characters out the wazoo in the park at Hollywood Studios. They had the 501st and they had this amazing parade with all these characters. That was amazing. There were a lot of voice actors and then some of the talent from the films would come to these events like Warwick Davis, Ashley Eckstein, Mark Hamill, really a lot of the different Star Wars actors, actresses, voice actors, producers, things like that would come to Star Wars weekends. It was such a fun event. When I got to work on the events team at Disney, I was the communications liaison between the event planning team and then our communication guide map development team. So I would get to make sure that that information was correct between what was happening on the event side and then what the guests were seeing when we created the maps. And I remember one of the major briefing meetings, it was like Lucasfilm was there. And at the end of the meeting, Darth Vader came out, which I gotta say, like stuff like that, I miss so much about working at Disney because it was like, you didn't know what to expect. And the characters may just show up in the middle of a business meeting, which was so iconic. So for this May the 4th, I was beyond jazzed because the best cupcake that has ever been created at Walt Disney World is that Darth Vader cupcake. I will read you the description. Try not to salivate. It's a chocolate cupcake with chocolate peanut butter buttercream dipped in dark chocolate ganache, edged in chocolate flakes, and topped with a chocolate Darth Vader. That peanut butter buttercream 
is literally insane. So I had this when it was Star Wars weekends because it was something that was just a part of it. And seeing those back on the menu just took me back to those days. I remember one time I was so excited because we were doing a much smaller briefing meeting for our department. Darth Vader was not actually there in person like he was at the Lucasfilm one, but this was just for our department to make sure everyone was on the same page before we started working on Star Wars weekends for the year. And I remember being so jazzed because my boss approved for the budget to buy Darth Vader cupcakes for everyone on the team during this briefing event. And I remember being so excited because they weren't in season. This was like six months prior to the event. And the pastry kitchen that is located on the back end of Pizza Rizzo's at that point was Pizza Planet. I got to go and they had all of my Darth Vader cupcakes for the team available and just seeing them on the menu seriously took me back to that. And I almost went over to Hollywood Studios on May the 4th solely for the cupcake. Like, of course, I love seeing the Star Wars fans. I love getting to see all the costumes, the outfits everyone's wearing. But I had worked that day and then I had to parent when the kids were done with school. So sadly, I didn't get to go over. However, this just in, as I was going to record, I checked to see if you could still order them. And they are still listed as a limited time offering, but they are available at Backlot Express. So if you haven't gotten one, check out Hollywood Studios and grab Darth Vader Cupcake. Okay, now the Disney World updates that were released on Monday were pretty big deal ones. So I want to make sure that you're aware of this. Disney Dining Plan is returning for trips starting January 9th of 2024. And this is the regular plan or the quick service plan. It's huge that these are back and it's really helpful to families. I know we used to do the dining plan when I would come with my parents as a kid. Financially, it just makes sense to do that. But it's nice to see that those are coming back because I know everyone has been missing those dining plans. I haven't done them since we have kids, so I'm probably going to try it if we go stay out there for a weekend. So I can give you guys some more information on what that looks like. But it is something that I know people are majorly fans of, and it just makes life a lot simpler. They said that they're working on ways to make Genie Plus easier and available before your trip, which full disclosure, I have been working on a Genie Plus blog post and podcast episode for a while, but I have to be honest with you, it's so complicated to explain and it's hard to sum up quickly. So we'll see if any of these updates make it more simplified of a process. I gotta say the update that they've recently did in the app shows you the time that you can make your next Genie Plus booking, which I think is like half the battle of it all because it's kind of complicated as to when you can make your booking. When we were at Disneyland, we did use Genie Plus because we were only going to be there for two days. It was actually very simple, which was lovely. And the tip board just made it concise and showed us when we could make our next booking, which I really appreciated. And that kind of took out some of the stress of having to check your phone all the time and wasting battery on that. So I did notice that the Walt Disney World app also had that updated as well when we came back. So it's good progress and we'll see what they continue to implement for the next round of updates. So today I'm talking Disneyland in California. Michael and I visited during our 10th anniversary trip a few weeks ago. So I invited him to join me at the end of this episode to share some of his thoughts and do a speed round of questions about Disneyland and what he loves about Disneyland. But overall, Disneyland is just incredible. If you haven't been, there is something extra magical about being there. I think it's truly like a combination of the heritage of Walt because you can see it throughout the park and just knowing that he was the one that oversaw and built and designed everything 
It's just, there's something extra cool about that. And it could be the pace. Like I really think it's a combo of both. Everything just feels so much more relaxed at Disneyland. And there's just magical elements intertwined seamlessly throughout your day. So there could be a character that pops up as you're walking down Main Street. There could be some entertainer that comes through and singing and performing. And just, there's just something amazing about Disneyland. Like I could stay there all day, every day, but I don't. And I don't live on the West Coast. However, also the temperature, you know, the temperature at Disneyland is amazing because you can wear cute clothes and not be super sweaty. You can even wear pants some days and sweatshirts at night. So that is lovely to me. I do also love the park hopping component. And now I'm just getting ahead of myself because this is off topic from my notes, but the park hopping for California Adventure and Disneyland Resort, you literally can see them. They're like across a walkway from each other and you can park hop to the other park. So there were plenty of times at both days we went to both parks. So you can go back and forth. And with Genie Plus too, once you can park hop, you can just do your Genie Plus for one of the other parks and then come back to the next one, which is so unique to Disneyland. And I love that. There's just so many elements that draw us back to Disneyland. I know it seems kind of silly because we literally have Walt Disney World in our backyard, but the fact that Disneyland is such a different experience still centered in something that we love, I think is what keeps us coming back. And I cannot wait to bring the girls because they are going to freak out. I'm secretly hoping when the Oogie Boogie tickets come out that we can book them. I know they're very hard to get and we're not magic key holders at Disneyland. So it might be like a way far off dream, but I want to take the girls so badly. Don't tell anybody. Just kidding. Michael is aware. I'm not sure if he agrees, but we've talked about it. So starting at Main Street, it is just oozing with charm at Disneyland. You can see Walt's apartment to the left when you enter. The train station is right there in the middle like it is at Magic Kingdom too. Watching the parade from the top level of the train station, it was such a great spot. Disneyland has a similar wheel and spoke layout to Walt Disney World where the castle and the hub are in the center and then the other lands spoke out like a wheel. So there's Fantasyland, Adventureland, Frontierland, Tomorrowland, and then they have Toontown also and Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, which Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and Toontown are slightly a little further back than the rest. But it's a pretty similar layout in the sense that if you understand the locations and everything of Magic Kingdom, you kind of have a good idea of how to get around Disneyland, which is cool. I think one of our favorite things to do is to hop on a Main Street vehicle and ride down Main Street and just take in all the scenery. When you're at Disneyland, it's a fun way to start the day. Plus they have so many Main Street vehicles that you can ride. It's a lot of fun. I like the double-decker one. One of the things that we found really unique to the Main Street area was the silhouette artists that do the silhouettes of your kids or you. The line was always 10 to 20 people deep. And any time of day, like beginning of the day, middle of the day, evening, it was always so deep which I find fascinating because I have wanted to do that for the girls at Walt Disney World and there's never a line and I'm like, meh, you know, let's go ride some rides and then I always inevitably just forget about it. But I need to do it at some point and seeing how many people were so into it at Disneyland, I was like, okay, maybe I for sure need to get this on my list because my goodness, what a demand over at Disneyland and it's really not that bad at Walt Disney World. But then it also kind of became our Michael and my running joke that whenever we'd see a line, that seemed like out of control and there was no clarity as to what it was for, we'd say, oh, that must be the end of the silhouette line. But they're so cute. I mean, just capturing, especially your little kiddos when they're like that little, those chunky little cheeks and little tiny button nose. Like it's such a cute 
keepsake and it really isn't that expensive, which is cool. I just was blown away by how many people were in line and how many kids were just like chilling in the line. It was really cool to see. One of the things that I know people who've only been to Walt Disney World say about Disneyland is how small the castle is. I don't think that's ever bothered me. Like, I think it's so charming. I mean, you can walk through it. There's the Sleeping Beauty storyline throughout. You can go up the castle and then down the other side and exit into Fantasyland, which is so fun. And it's cool that you get to like explore the castle without having to pay for Cinderella's royal table, which is what you know, the only way you can really get into the castle at Magic Kingdom. I love their castle. I just think it's so cute. It's so pretty. And walking through it gives me the same moments of pixie dust that it does going through ours at Magic Kingdom. So we got to talk food at Disneyland because Disneyland's food is just so good. I mean, the churros alone, Michael and I, I think our churro count, I need to ask him when he comes on, but I think our churro count was like six to eight in total in two days, y'all. When I say to you the churros are out of this world, I like genuinely mean it. They are so insanely good. Ours at Walt Disney World are like lousy in comparison. The ones that they have at Disneyland are just so fresh. They roll them in sugar right before you get them again. And they're just so warm, crispy, amazing. I don't think Michael had had one. He may have had like one when we went last time, but I told him, I was like, you need to get a churro. They're the best things ever. And then I got him hooked on them and he had like four churros in a day, which I wouldn't necessarily recommend, but you know what? They were great and we were on vacation and it was totally worth it. So we got to eat for the first time at Carnation Cafe, which is on Main Street and it has a bunch of classic meals. That's where you can find Walt's chili recipe. You can buy that there. If you go, the food was amazing. If you go, just know that the salads are entree portions because I got a wedge salad and short rib pot roast with mac and cheese or something. When we got it, the entree salads were like massive. So I think I had just a few bites of the short rib, but everything was amazingly good. The mac and cheese, it was almost fantastic. Really cool spot. Plus we sat outside because it was gorgeous and it was on Main Street. So it was really fun to just sit outside, people watch, kind of just experience the feels, the sights, the sounds of Main Street while you're enjoying your lunch. As I was doing research for this episode, my favorite food that we had at a quick service location at Red Rose Tavern, looks like they changed the menu item, but I'm sure everything is amazing there. What I had were poutine tots and they had cheese curds, um, it almost was like beef bourguignon and then pickled onions on top. And it was incredible. And I had it last time I was at Disneyland. So I just assumed it was a basic menu item, but it looks like they changed it over to patty melt loaded bites. So they're potato bites, which are tots with cheese sauce, ground beef, caramelized onions, special sauce, rye croutons, and fresh chives, which also sounds fabulous. But Red Rose Tavern is a really cute space too, because it's in Fantasyland. It's themed and it's just a really cute spot. If you go to the side that's closest to the Pinocchio ride, we found this room that looked like the inside of like Belle's Cottage or something. We had the whole room to ourselves and it was pretty stinking magical just to have that space. And the food was fantastic. Now, this is going a little bit outside of Disneyland, but it's in downtown Disney. But Tortilla Joe's, I have to give them a shout out because we had their tableside guac twice while we were there. They have the best tableside guac. I remember my sister and I, when we went on our trip to California, we had their tableside guac a few times too while we were there. It's just so fresh, so good, so different than even here if you got tableside guac. I don't know what they do to it, but amazing. So if you're going to downtown Disney, 
Tortilla Joe's sitting outside ordering tableside guac is pretty stinking magical. As far as rides at Disneyland, there are so many amazing rides. And since we were there for a limited time, we pre-booked Genie Plus and took advantage of that when we were there. And it's definitely very simple at Disneyland. I know at Walt Disney World, you have to be a little more strategic of when you book which attractions. But at Disneyland, there really were, I think, only like two rides that didn't have immediate availability when we try to go book for Lightning Lane. So we really could just like walk up, book our Lightning Lane and hop on to the ride, which was pretty awesome. So definitely worth investing into. At Disneyland, the Indiana Jones ride is amazing. It's a very similar, if not the same track to Dinosaur at Animal Kingdom. The ride itself is just insanely epic. It feels so long. You have to experience it for yourself. It's my favorite ride out there. It's Michael's favorite ride at Disneyland. I have a favorite ride at California Adventure too. But at Disneyland, the Indiana Jones ride for adventure is absolutely worth it. There are quite a few rides at Disneyland that are similar to Walt Disney World, but different enough that you should ride them if you're a Disney fan. So Haunted Mansion, for the most part, during the year, it's very similar to our Walt Disney World one. However, they have the Hatbox Ghost, which at Walt Disney World, we're also getting sometime this year, which I'm so excited about, which is very cool. And between Halloween and Christmas, they have a Nightmare Before Christmas overlay, which gives it a completely different vibe. When I go onto the Disneyland Haunted Mansion during that overlay, it's so much fun because there's like Halloween elements to it, Christmas elements, which we all know how I feel about Christmas. It's just a lot of fun to check out. So if you're there during that time, definitely ride it. However, that being said, it does take them a little bit of time to set it up and then time to tear it down. So you might just want to check the calendar if you're planning a trip during that setup or takedown time to not miss it if you wanted to check out that haunted mansion. The mansion itself is very different than ours because it's in New Orleans Square, but it's really cool to check out. Also, their Pirates ride has multiple drops in the beginning, which is really cool and it's a lot of fun, definitely more adventure. But sadly, there was no Genie Plus for it, so we ended up not being able to ride it this time, but we did in times prior and it was great. Their Pooh Bear ride is definitely different than ours. It's a lot of fun, very cute, still similar kind of style, but the ride vehicles are adorable. They're like so, so cute. I'm going to put them up in my stories, but that's a lot of fun to ride with the kiddos. Their Buzz Lightyear ride is a billion times better than ours. You can actually, you can take the gun out of the holder and shoot the laser guns to all the Z's like in the room. You don't have to just do it in that little small angle that we have at Walt Disney World. That one is such a fun ride to do. Just, I mean, Michael and I are slightly competitive people, so we had a lot of fun riding that. Always a blast. And then Small World, Oh my goodness, please ride that if you're at Disneyland. The dolls that are inspired by the characters are such fun little Easter eggs on the ride and they'd be great for your kiddos to check out when they ride it. They really don't take away at all from the Small World attraction. It's just so fun to find like little Cinderella and Jessie from Toy Story in the Western area and Ariel and it's just so, so cute. We love that. There's a little Tinkerbell in there. It's just, it keeps it really entertaining and fresh for the kids. I wish we'd incorporate that at ours in Walt Disney World. It's just one that you can't not enjoy while you're there. Plus, it's so bizarre and amazing that they load you outside onto the boat versus us. Everything has to be like ready for torrential downpours in Florida. But the fact that they hardly have any rain and weather like that, they have so many rides that you just are loading outside without any coverage. And it just blows my mind. 
There are a bunch of slow moving dark rides like kitty rides that don't require Genie Plus and they're great to just hop in line for. I recommend first thing, but the Alice in Wonderland ride is so much fun. Pinocchio's Adventure definitely can be a little scary for the kids, but cool to experience. Dumbo, Finding Nemo's Submarine Voyage, which full disclosure, I struggled when I did that one pre-Nemo. It just freaked me out thinking we were like 20,000 leagues under the sea, but really we were like two feet underneath the surface. When you're in that little submarine, it just kind of messes with your brain. I haven't done it since it's been Finding Nemo, and I'm sure if we go with the girls, we'll do it. But if you get claustrophobic at all, which apparently the two times that I got claustrophobic were riding Tron, and the Finding Nemo submarine. So if you have any claustrophobic tendencies, just be aware of that before you go on that ride. Then again, I'm like one of those people that likes to swim, but I don't like to have my head go underwater. So if you're like that and water kind of freaks you out like it does me, just be prepared. And then the Mad Tea Party ride, the teacup ride, it's something that you can just hop in line for. The line was super short. And that was the coolest experience I've seen at a theme park. We're waiting in line for the Alice in Wonderland Caterpillar ride, which is what Michael and I wanted to check out because I really wanted to show it to him from last time I wrote it. And across the way, we're looking at the Mad Tea Party. Wouldn't you know, Alice just strolls right on in there, dances around and says hi to everybody, and then sits on the ride with a family and rides it with them. Michael and I were just like, oh my gosh, it's like every advertisement that we always are like, it's you can't do that in the park, so it almost feels like false advertising. But there you can. And it was just insane seeing like how casual everyone was about it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Alice is in a teacup riding with a family right now. Super, super cool. And speaking of characters, you know we love character interactions. It's, in our opinion, what keeps the park experience fresh because it's always changing, always different. And the characters at Disneyland are absolutely incredible. They are walking through the crowds, Sometimes, most of the time, they have an attendant nearby, but no one's pummeling them to like get a picture. It's truly just like these magical interactions that you see in the advertisement. Little girl in a princess dress holding Snow White's hand walking down the street, like stuff that are just absolutely magical. And I don't think it would ever fly at Walt Disney World because it would be like a mob scene, kind of like the first few weeks with Mando and Grogu. But it is so incredible to experience at Disneyland. And I think that's something that makes it so magical. Now, there are definitely characters that have lines and you can go wait for them like Mickey and Minnie, especially right now. They have them in their 100th anniversary outfits. And um, there was definitely a line to meet them, which is fine and great. But it's just wild to me that like you can see these characters just kind of walking next to you as you're gallivanting about. It's pretty cool. Aladdin, for instance, came over to us while we were in line for one of the rides, and he was just chatting with us while we're standing in the queue. And it was just really spur of the moment, something that you can't plan, but just a really magical experience. Disneyland is full of that. Now, Pete, I did intentionally look for him in Storybook Circus because I knew he was a new character. I know I talked to y'all about that on the podcast, and I tried. Michael and I went both days to see if we could catch him. And the first day, I guess he was done for the day. We came at like lunchtime. So definitely go in the morning if you can. And then uh, the other day it was pretty hot and the attendant said that he wasn't going to be visiting that day. So just keep that in mind as you're going to meet characters. It seems like they have a lot of flexibility in a cool way at Disneyland. But also if you're telling your kids like, let's go meet Pete, just prepare them that they may not get to meet him or anyone in particular because that does change. 
shows. So fireworks, they only do fireworks shows on weekends right now. And we were there on a Monday and a Tuesday. We unfortunately didn't get to see any of their fireworks shows, although I hear they're amazing. The Blue Fairy comes out and flies. And it's just looks incredible and Baymax flies. So if you're going, go on a weekend for the fireworks, but maybe from a crowd standpoint, weekdays are a little nicer. I'm thinking when we were there, it might've been like West Coast spring break because the crowds were actually pretty heavy. So when I'm telling you Genie Plus stuff, like it's pretty accurate with like a pretty full park day because there were a ton of people in the parks. But when it comes to fireworks displays, just know that right now they're only on the weekends. And Fantasmic, the Maleficent Dragon Fire happened a few days before we got there. So we did book a seat at Riverbell Terrace where you can watch Fantasmic from your table outside. But sadly, the show didn't run. I know it's not back yet, which makes sense. I'm just glad everyone was safe because that was definitely a scary fire incident, which that Maleficent Dragon, she'll get you. Remember when that happened at Magic Kingdom? That was just like insane. Check out videos if you haven't seen it. It's just wild to see. Fantasmic normally does run nightly, just right now it's not. Drumroll, please. The best show at Disneyland is the Magic Happens Parade. It happens twice a day. It is absolutely incredible. It's the show that we watched on repeat on YouTube. We had so many family dance parties when the parks were closed to the Magic Happens Parade because the music is insanely good. The characters are a lot of the newer characters that our kids love. And it's just an all-around amazing parade. Michael and I were geeking out the whole time. Everyone's basically dancing in the crowd. It's just really high energy, a lot of fun, great parade. So definitely check it out if you can. I'd recommend because we watched it one day over by Small World. And then we watched it the other day by the train station. Small World location, we definitely could interact with the characters more because it was less crowded and we were closer to the parade float. But the... Second level of the train station, we got there like 10 minutes maybe before the parade started and we got a spot, which was awesome. So in the morning, the parade steps off from the small world area and goes towards the front of the park. And then the evening show starts at Main Street and then goes back to small world area. So just know that based on timing, you know, wherever you want to be for the best kind of experience. All right, y'all, it's about that time. I'm going to go grab Michael and we can talk about our Disneyland adventures together. All right, coming at you, my husband, Michael Betts Jr. and my Prince Charming is joining us on today's episode of the podcast. Hey, honey. Hey, babe. How's it going? Oh, good. I'm excited that you're on it today. I'm excited to be on here. Thank you so much for having me and congratulations on having the Tiny Themes podcast. Thanks, babe. really exciting to see you doing that. Thanks. It's been a lot of fun. That's great. You're very good at it. Oh, shucks. Thanks, honey. So on today's podcast episode, I talked Disneyland and the Disneyland experience in general, like the location of everything, food, shows, characters, all the fun stuff. Michael has not heard what I recorded already in this episode, so this information is all going to be his personal opinion without any persuasion, unless I word the questions to persuade him to answer. <laughs> but, um, but, so Michael, Disneyland and Walt Disney World are definitely different in some ways, similar in some other ways. Mm-hmm. What are some ways that you feel like it's most different? Most different. Definitely size first. Yeah. You know, it's definitely a smaller park. It's definitely different with the guests and the characters. Yeah. That's what I would think is the most different. The guests are not as, 
you know, let's go, let's go, let's go. Like Mm -hmm. we got to get everything done all in one day. They're very calm. They're okay waiting in line and the lines aren't that long for the most part. So they're kind of more calm across the board. And then the characters are very interactive, Mm -hmm. way more so than, you know, Disney World. I love that so much. I was talking earlier about the characters and like how cool it is that they're just out and about strolling the park. It's like so magical. It feels like you're in a Disney ad. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you talked about this yet, but the idea that we were just standing in line for a ride and a character came up yeah. and interacted with us while we were in line. Right. You know, Aladdin. Yeah. Coming up. I and did talk about that. Interacting with yeah. us and stuff. And then while we're in line for a ride, we saw, you know, mm-hmm. Alice riding the teacups after interacting it with was the guests and stuff. That was amazing. Totally. It's phenomenal. So that's way different. I Agreed. mean, that's two different worlds. Yeah. You know. Like I was mentioning too that there are characters that have lines that you can meet. But for the most part, so many of them are just strolling. Like, remember yeah. Cinderella was just walking over by the carousel, mm-hmm. and there were kids over there just like, yeah. oh, hey, Cinderella. No one's tackling exactly. Cinderella. No one's rushing up to her. Yes. You know, there were maybe one or two guests that we saw that, like, kind of didn't get the idea. Yeah. Like, of, hey, you know, there's... They're roaming. Yeah, they're roaming yeah. around. Yeah. Like, they're trying to stop uh, the character and take a picture and, like, interact there and... Th- kind of hogging that attention Mm -hmm. you know you see that a couple times but for the majority they were they were just fine yeah and sometimes there weren't even like character attendants agreed i know mind-blowing as far as like unexpected things that you saw at disneyland was there anything that you were just surprised to see i think the most surprising thing that i saw was alice riding the teacups yeah riding that was epic multiple times in a row with different families making someone's day you know just super magical the guests are lit up you know they're just so happy to see this character on the ride more or less if you're the family that had alice in the teacup with you for that round it was just super cool to Mm -hmm. to see that i think that was so mind-blowing to me because i've never seen that before yeah only in like the commercials yeah and i'm like well that never happened i know <laughs> you know and it doesn't at disney world it's true so to like see i've that heard happen, rumors of like mary poppins or cinderella like riding the carousel but i've never wow. seen it with my eyes like at walt disney world yeah and like yeah. i've never seen alice ride the teacups like mm. maybe they do and it's like once at 7 a.m or something but like yeah. i legit have never seen it in my hundreds of times i've been to walt disney world so i'm sure. totally with you that was so cool to see well as someone who used to be very good friends with <laughs> prince charming yes he never had the opportunity to ride his own carousel i know he would have if <laughs> while, he had a chance while i was there yes <laughs> I never saw him on the ride. <laughs> and he would. I mean, it's his name sure. on the carousel. Right. You'd think. If right. he had the chance, he'd yeah. go on sure. it. Sure. One of the other things we talked about was churro count. And I oh. needed to get your official number because I couldn't remember if it was six or eight. Because I know I had one at Downtown Disney the night Yeah, before. I lost count at five. I, I know. Like, we had yeah, way too many At that point, it was just, okay. It was, it was, it was I've, so good. I've had enough. Yeah. Like... <laughs> 
<laughs> to make sure I knocked that off the list, but we not enough like... for like the total trip. Like yes. I, I still knew I needed more. <laughs> the last day. But five was like, okay, I'm, I'm not, I'm knocked that off. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember if we had like a total of six or a total of eight. I think it was a total of eight. I thought I it was like, more like six, but I mean, I guess if you're totally not yours like and mine, because sometimes mine. we got, you know, one. Because I know I had one two. at Downtown Disney, and no offense to whatever card it was, but it wasn't the actual, like, park yeah, one, was so it the, didn't count. That was like, not the same. I had, like, two bites of it, and I was like, quality. eh, it's the same. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, but the churro cart, I didn't mention this earlier, but the churro cart right in front of the castle at Disneyland... I think it's the best one on property. <laughs> I don't know why, but I think it is because it's like... I mean, the view. We the view literally alone. Yes. had the churros yes. while we were like leaning against uh, the guardrail looking at the castle. That was one of my favorite moments. You know, that was really cool. And, yes. you know, at Disney World, there are tons of people who take pictures in front of the castle. Yeah. I mean, it was the same at Disneyland. Sure. You know, families all gathering. We even saw a wedding party yeah. <laughs> gathering in front of the castle. Like 50 people. You know, like 50 people yes. taking a picture in front of... Like, I've never seen that many people Agreed. at World unless it was like, you know, a cheer squad or yeah. like a band or something yeah. like that. But this was all, you know, family and friends. That was... Like dressed up. Too. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was, was so super cool. cool. So quick tip about if you're trying to get a good castle photo at Disneyland, there's a couple spots that you can take a photo. Later in the day, they had these really long photo pass lines right in the center of the castle. But Michael and I noticed if you go to the left or to the right, you can still get an awesome photo and you could do it yourself and do it the way you wanted to at a different pace because there really wasn't anyone standing there and you still got an epic shot. And that's also the case at Disney World because just not being straight on, you're a little more rushed when you're straight on versus on the side. So that's a little tip. They did also in the morning have PhotoPass photographers on the left side and the right side. But once they left, we ended up getting using our little like tripod or mini one. And then we just took some photos there. So as far as rides go, I know you're talking to Indiana Jones. It's an awesome ride. But what do you love about it? Because it is so cool. I mean, the first time we went, I don't think I did it because I was I was like, eh, Indiana Jones. I like him, but I didn't. <clears throat> yeah, I didn't feel like I had to go ride it. And then you rode it. With our friend, yeah. with Baxter. 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 What's up, Baxter? Um, and <laughs> it was like you guys said how epic it was. So then the next yeah. time I went, I tried yeah, it, and epic. it was so cool. I mean, I love it because I when I first rode Dinosaur, which I think is the predecessor to Indiana Jones, or did Indiana Jones precede? That's a good Dinosaur. Because I I'm think gonna fact it, check I think it was dinosaur that was first, but I kind of think so. When I rode that for the first time as a kid, I was just enamored i was like wow this is phenomenal i loved the ride i loved you know everything about it back then it was called countdown to extinction oh yeah and i i just loved it it was fantastic and then they you know rebranded it when dinosaur the movie came out and stuff like that and still love it still enjoy it indiana Um, jones was first oh wow 95 who knew and then dinosaur was 98 yeah so i mean i hadn't been to disneyland since i was like really really little yeah so, you know, you that was my new, my first experience with that type of <laughs> yeah. ride. So, um, you know, same kind of story with Indiana Jones. It's just, it's so different than pretty much all the rides that are even out there to this day. Yeah. You know, some of the closer ones would be like, that I could think of would be like Spider-Man at uh, Islands of Adventure, mm-hmm. you know, here yeah, in Universal. Orlando. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, wow, that's. 
that was really cool to do uh, when that first came out. Mm -hmm. I still think it's a pretty cool ride. Yeah. Um, but the ride vehicle system, I feel like so far is kind of unmatched. Yeah. Mummy at Universal yeah. Studios, that's really cool with kind of a similar ride system yeah. before it kind of goes into the roller coaster mode. Yeah. You know, that's really cool. But having the whole ride be like you're in a vehicle mm -hmm. and you're exploring and stuff. And obviously I enjoy automotive kind sure. of stuff and adventuring and all that. So both of those rides are right up my alley because mm -hmm. it's adventurous. It's exciting. It goes fast at times and it goes slow at times. Yeah. I love that I love about that. rides because there's storyline, there's yep. stuff going on. I think that's my favorite thing about Hagrid. I know this is yeah. off topic, but like, the Hagrid coaster over mm -hmm. at Universal Islands of Adventure at in Orlando is my favorite roller coaster, yeah. like hands down. Yeah. It's that so whole, cool. That whole story coaster yes. kind of feel, I feel like is so, you know, different than everything else Agreed. that's out there because it's storytelling. Yes. And Disney and Universal are good at storytelling. Yeah. Disney's usually, usually the best. Usually 10 times better. Yeah. You know, at the storytelling part of the yeah. ride. But um, Hagrid's is by far an exception. Like, yeah, they yeah, I mean, crushed that's, that. That's really cool. Yeah. Such a cool ride. For sure. But, sorry, Indiana Jones. Even that room, like, in the middle, because I feel like Universal ones, and I don't want us to start on a Universal Disney debate, although we kind of already did, but the Universal ones, they use a lot of, like, 3D screens and stuff right. like that, which is yeah. fine. The Indiana Jones ride, I think, is so epic because it you're, like, in a huge room like yeah. you're not even i mean i don't right. know if it's like forced perspective or what but like it feels like you are in this i mean it's massive it's legitimately huge yeah because like, you can see really the big. ride vehicles and like you're, around you're also going over an area where cars are gonna come mm -hmm. under and all that yeah. stuff. so like there's a lot of space there so that's definitely one to hit that was one of the rides that if you have genie plus it did that was the only one of the only ones that you couldn't just return right away that one did book up pretty quickly and the line the standby line was pretty and long did you have to day. pay additionally for that one not for that one okay no for there were a couple i think it was rise of the resistance and um the toontown one okay. runaway railway yeah i'm pretty sure those were the two at disneyland and then california adventure there were a couple that we did yeah. two days because we had to yeah. <laughs> but we'll talk about that more next week Okay, honey, so I have a couple questions in a speed round about Disneyland okay. for you to just answer. And nice. my wonderful Southern husband, who's very calm, cool, and collected, <laughs> I don't know if he'll love the idea speed of a speed round, round yeah. of anything, but uh, let's just go through it. probably at everybody else's normal pace. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's true. So, okay, so are you ready for it? I'm ready. Okay, now this is just Disneyland, not California Adventure. Okay. Okay, here we go. Best ride? Indiana Jones. Best food? Churros. Area to skip. Hmm. Area to skip. I mean, I didn't see a lot in Adventureland. Okay. It felt kind of tight yeah. where we were. So yeah. I'd probably say if you had to skip one, skip that. Okay. Best snack? Churros. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that counts as both. Uh, must see or must do show or ride? I mean, the magic map from back in the day. I know. I don't think they do that anymore. Yeah, I don't think so. It's a it Lion was... King show, but only on the weekends. Yeah, it wasn't running while we were yeah. there. So I'd probably say that, but cool. bummer. I know. Um, any rides to skip? Rides to skip? Well, Haunted Mansion, if you do the one here, I kind of felt like there wasn't too much of a mm -hmm. difference. So if you're crunched for time, yeah. you know, 
it's kind of the same idea. Mm-hmm. So. I was telling, uh, sorry, speed her up. Um, castle view or small world view? Castle view what or would you small world view? Yeah. Castle view. Yeah. Their small world is pretty stinking cute, but the castle view is next level. Oh, yeah. Favorite moment. Although from it's our... a good spot to watch the parade. Heck, yeah. Kind we of... talked about that too. Oh, great. Yeah. Yes. Uh, favorite moment from our trip at Disneyland? I'd say spending time with you. Oh, I really enjoyed that so. a lot. I agree. And specifically, I enjoyed riding on like one of the motor cars on Main Street. Mm-hmm. That was very relaxing. I really enjoyed that. And you could bring snacks. Remember we had ice cream while we were on it? That's true. <laughs> yeah, we were so... just walking with our ice cream. And then they're like, hey, you want to get on? Yeah, that was awesome. Like, yeah, sure. You know? That was awesome. Okay, that sorry. So cool. I'm derailing this speed round. Okay, the very last question. <laughs> Disneyland or Magic Kingdom? Ooh. I know. Two tough castle Tough question. Parks. Tough question. I like the space at Magic Kingdom. Yeah. I like that there's a lot of... Because I like exploring. Sure. You know, so I really enjoy the room to explore. Plus, our uh, but first as as, date was that, at Magic right, Kingdom. I know. So that's magical. Yes. Um, yeah. I love that our first date was at Magic Kingdom. I Can do I just too. throw that out there? Yeah, that's, that's great. That was that's wonderful. Meeting yeah. you during internship days was such a god thing. And the yeah. fact that that was our first place we ever went on a date. Yeah. Still kind of like so I can cool. still remember that moment. Yeah. It's I remember you bought back. me a raspberry slushy at the Cheshire <laughs> Cat Cafe. You're just so sure stinking did. cute. And I followed you around and I was like, oh my gosh, this is it. Okay, sorry. But that was the <laughs> speed round. That's what cool. did you wait? What did you vote? Disneyland or Magic Kingdom? Um, I, I cut think, in. I think overall, I'd yeah. have to say Magic Kingdom yeah. just because of the special role it plays in sure. our lives. But for character interactions, I'd have to go with Disneyland because mm-hmm. it's next level. 100%. And we love character interactions. Oh, yeah. Know? Especially with the girls. Like, it's so fun to interact with the characters and ask them questions about their story and stuff. And sometimes I feel like you might just kind of be another cog in the machine mm-hmm. at, you know, Magic Kingdom and stuff where they're just trying to get through yeah. everyone to meet whoever the character is. Mm-hmm. At Disneyland, it's like they're coming up to you. They're <laughs> looking for that interaction as well. So that just really played right, you know. Uh, right into it all. I can't like, wait to take the girls. They are going to freak out. Just the fact that, like, you can see Cinderella just waltzing around, like, yeah. in the back, and oh, Captain yeah. Hook's right there. And it's just like the kids are going to freak out. Yeah, like, I mean, in a we good were way. walking by the castle and stuff, and Peter Pan and Wendy yes. were just right there. Yeah. Both of them. By the wishing together, well. Together, by the wishing well. <laughs> and we, then they're just hanging out, like, talking to amazing. each other. They're interacting with guests and. I mean, it was just, it just caught me off guard. So for that, I'd say Disneyland for character interactions. But for the adventurous exploration side of things, you know, I'd have to say Magic Kingdom. Because there's just so much to do and see. and For sure. You know, you could spend all day there and you're fine. Disneyland, I feel like, okay, I've seen a lot of the layout in about half the day. Yeah. So then you really know, okay, what do I want to do? As far as all the rides and shows and stuff like that. Magic Kingdom, I feel like you can just keep going and going. And it's like, oh, you know, the day is wrapping up. That so, is true. Nice for to sure. explore. For sure. Cool. Well, thanks so much, hun, for joining today. And hopefully we could get you to join next week when we talk California Adventure. Because there sure. was 
a lot that we did at California Adventure. Yeah, that was, was like new to us too. And that was actually where I had my favorite character interaction. That's exciting. <laughs> I know exactly what it is. Tune in next week to hear that information. It's it was a really cool experience. Thanks so much for joining. Your payment of mochi and a macaroon that Name I just it. picked up at Whole Foods is available mm, in the kitchen. Thank you. And... I was just volunteering. <laughs> <laughs> that's well, great thanks hon of course <laughs> and thanks so much everyone for listening I hope you have an awesome rest of your week and I look forward to chatting with you again next week to talk about California Adventure thanks guys on behalf of myself and two of my favorite assistants at Tiny Themes Podcast thanks for listening have a great day everybody